Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. (laughs) Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! (laughs) Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission, to harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms, to dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us, and happy Friday, friends. Happy Friday. Uh, Let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and my favorite Fast and Furious scene, character, film, whatever, is Brian O'Connor, a.k.a. Paul Walker. Rest in peace. R.I.P. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies, and I think my favorite is Vin Diesel as Dom Toretto because he is responsible for, like, a Dodge charger being chased by a nuclear submarine and like leaping through midair and over traffic and everything and and like saving his girlfriend and like pretty much defying the laws of the universe in doing so so it's gotta give it to him i love how there was the story about the fast and furious maybe in space and people kind of like that doesn't seem so far-fetched oh they gotta go to space <laughs> they gotta go to space i hope yeah we'll see more on that in a bit um also, programming now, Kelly Lawler is still at the TCAs, which I think goes on for, what, the next couple Six of weeks Six months? Now? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she'll be back next year. Sorry, guys. Um, but hope she's doing well. She also said that Fast and Furious should do a spinoff called Melina Truitt, which I think would be more slow and agitated as opposed to Fast and Furious, but whatever. What? <laughs> what? This was Kelly's idea. We should have a Fast and Furious. Oh, uh, she's she's apparently like spending too much time in a ballroom <laughs> listening to like pretentious jerks talk to other pretentious jerks. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, anywho, anywho. If this is your first time listening. Welcome. Uh, new episodes of the Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. Not only will you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us, but as a bonus, we give you a shout out. For example, this is a review that actually came out a couple weeks ago, and I completely forgot about it. I apologize. It's from Left Coast RJ, who writes, super cool. Huge fan of Emily and Philippe, so stop by for a listen. It was so worth it. Thanks to all. I believe that was the episode from. A that few was just ago. me. You left me by myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, was I in, politics. Yeah, on vacation. But apparently, Left Coast RJ is a huge fan. So thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, they're good. They're good. We've had Emily on now twice, and Philippe yes. now once. So yeah, yeah. know a lot of stuff. So see what happens. We give you a shout out. Maybe it leads to flame and glory. Maybe a cameo in Fast and Furious. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but I'm not not going to say it's going to happen. Who knows? 
Try it out. Tell us what you think. Uh, it's all upside for everybody. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod, or you can email us to MothershipPod at usatoday.com. On to the main topic, which you've probably guessed by now. Here's a clip. There's two of them and two billion dollars worth of us. If the three of us don't work together, billions of people will die. Your sister is one of the toughest, baddest, most capable women I've ever encountered. No one could do it better. My kind of girl. I see what you're doing. You think I'm stupid? Of course I think you're stupid. Oh, H to the O-B. We're gonna need cars and guns. Oh, I can handle that part. (laughs) That was from Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. The first, I'm surprised, the first spinoff of the highly successful action movie franchise with Dwayne The Rock Johnson reprising his role as no-nonsense lawman Luke Hobbs and Jason Statham as English mercenary Deckard Shaw. Shout out to the transporter, by the way. These yes. frenemies... Just one, just one and two, <clears throat> not three. <laughs> You're yes. dead to be transporter three. Yes. These frenemies team up for a mission involving Shaw's super spy sister Hattie, played by Vanessa Kirby, and go head-to-head against genetically enhanced supervillain Brixton Lore, a.k.a. Idris Elba. Brian has seen it and every other Fast and Furious movie yep. on the planet. So he's going to break this down from the big Fast and Furious expert role that he is in. Uh, let's start here. How was the movie? Kind of disappointing. No. I did not. I so wanted to love this movie because, like, so so we've had a couple, you know, we've had Marvel phases and we've had Fast and Furious phases. We've had, the, so the first three, four Fast and Furious movies were all about car racing and were kind of dumb. Honestly, I mean, go back to the first first Fast and Furious movie is kind of dumb. Second one's worse. Third one kind of like only gets better in like hindsight, but it's kind of bad the first time you see it. And and so, but everything gets better when it's less about car racing and it's like it turns into like you know the ultimate GI Joe team starring in Fast Fast Five when when the Rock is introduced as Luke Hobbs. Luke Hobbs is like you know kind of like he's a lawman going after our antiheroes and then. You know, we have six, seven, and eight. Everybody's teaming up. Everybody's going rogue. You know, poor Dom's like a bad guy. He has to be a bad guy for like half half of Fate of the Furious, working with Charlie Theron. You know, it's just so so much kind of like craziness kind of goes on. And so you're, you, you, it's a high bar of like ridiculous action and, you know, character melodrama and just over the top everything. And this movie, like, it lives up to the Fast and Furious Presents part but it's also like part of a mission impossible film you know like the first like half is all about like spycraft and stuff and then it's also like you know it's there's also a superhero element because brixton brixton lores is like genetically enhanced super guy and you know kind of like he has like an onboard weapon you know like targeting system and his eyeballs and like he's like oh yeah it's he's just like a super villain and but it just it doesn't really turn into a Fast and Furious movie until the end because you got all this other stuff kind of going on. And then it's like somebody's like, oh, shit, we need like cars. And then we got this whole thing like on the Isle of Samoa where Hobbs is from. And it turns into a Fast and Furious movie with like vehicular mayhem and explosions and and Dwayne Johnson playing tug of war with a helicopter. So it it like it it, it forgets 
what it is until later because it tries it tries to do its own thing and then it gets to the point of like oh well we're kind of this other thing too and it just does it gets lost trying to like you know kind of carve out its own niche whereas it 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 loses a lot of the kind of the cool stuff that the fast and furious movies have i think you know vin diesel's not in it you kind of miss him the thing about the i mean you go back to like the fast and furious movie i think number two it was just it was it was pretty much it was like the brian o'connor movie vin diesel wasn't really in it Mm -hmm. but it was more about brian o'connor and then you had like tyrese Tyrese is in it. Ludacris is in it. You had a lot, you know, you kind of, there was a building out of the world, but it was kind of terrible. And then you had Tokyo Drift, which is the third movie, which is like in Japan and none of the other people, not like Ben's not in it. Paul Walker's not in it. And again, you like, well, no, well, Ben is in it like barely, but, but you miss him because these movies are kind of built on like the family they've set up and, you know, the, the, like the always growing family they've set up around Dom. And Luke was part of that. And then Deckard Shaw became part of that. Even though Deckard Shaw killed Han. And that's, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, but it kind of misses that because although the, the rock and Statham really have a, like a cool chemistry and I really like Vanessa Shaw's character. She's kind of the best thing about the movie, honestly. And, but it's like, it's missing that kind of group element. The kind of like the, the GI Joe, let's go kick bad guys, but save the world kind of thing. Or it's just not, it's not as good with just the two of them running around. So you hinted at this briefly, but how were the Rock and Statham together? Because I would think the chemistry is critical for this movie to do well. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think the the, the bigger problem there, I they have no problem with chemistry. They there's a lot of banter between them. You know, there's not they there's been physical tussles in, in previous movies, but more it's it's more verbally, kind of like smacking each other down, and it's kind of fun. After a little while, but like once you get more and more and more of it, it just it gets the you lose the novelty of it a little bit. Um, and you know, and obviously they kind of like you have like the begrudging mutual respect after a while. You always need that tension between those two because they're not they're they're on opposite sides of the law and they shouldn't be able to work together, but they do anyway. And I kind of, that's the magic of the two of them. And they get a little almost a little too buddy buddy, although never too too bad. But another thing about those characters is, is again, they work best in like group elements. I don't know if they're really lead characters. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if you were going to do like the Boba Fett and, and, um, IG-88 movie. Kind of sounds okay on like paper, but you're just like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not Star Wars. You know, it's just it it, it there there'd be something missing, and they're kind of side characters that they've they've put in these these lead spots, and I do, and they're really good characters, but I think they they're they're best as supporting characters and not really leads, if if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny thinking about this movie and seeing everything about it. One of the things that I seem to always think about seeing this stuff is Tango and Cash. Yes. Which kind of has a similar tack in terms of the rock is Stallone and the no mm-hmm. nonsense play by the rules guy. And then Kurt State, Russell's like kind of the cool, the cool, like he's a little more lax. Yeah. And I know, I think I can't remember if Statham's character is a cop, but I think he's a criminal. He's, he he, he's not really with law enforcement. I can't remember. He was, he was, he was ex-military. And then yeah. they get into like his whole backstory a little bit. They, they kind of flesh him out. He's pretty much a criminal when we first meet him. And I think Fast and Furious 6. No, seven. At the end of six, into seven. Because Owen Shaw, which is played by Luke Evans, 
it's his brother who he's the bad guy of six. And then they like Dom and the crew take him down. And at the very end, you see Jason Statham walk on screen. And then he's the bad guy of seven. So, yeah. Um, so he's introduced as a criminal. But the, I mean, there's there's a, he's a, kind of had a complicated past. You kind of get into that with his sister and kind of, you know, kind of the whole Shaw family in general. So he's he's not a bad he's he's not a bad guy, but he is a bad guy. You know, it's it, again, it's like Fast and Furious. Like Dom is a you know Jack's trucks and you know is a street, illegal street racer, but yeah, he's got a heart of gold, so we kind of like him anyway. You know, the whole the whole the whole franchise is full of like guys who are like neither good nor bad, but we just kind of love them anyway because they're like we're on the you know the trip with them. So you said Vanessa Kirby is the best part of the movie. Yes. Why? She stands out amid the macho-ness. I mean, kind of like, it is, I mean, she's kind of the only woman in the film, other than, like, Hobbs' mom at the end. It's probably not a spoiler, because I think she's in, like, a trailer. You know, Kelly Mirren's back as as Mama Shaw, who's a criminal, and she's in prison and everything. Um, but really, Vanessa Kirby's, like, the only female person, mainly in the film. You know, she has all that cool moves, and, you know, she fights well and everything. She has an interesting magnetism about her where you, you kind of believe the physical stuff, but also she kind of she's just kind of like a cool super spy, female super spy kind of character. And she inhabits that well. She's, she's something different than just kind of like the, the hyper masculine world of like Fast and Furious in general, but especially like, you know, it's, it's especially hyper masculine with Hobbs and Shaw because it's constant banter between the two, constant one upsmanship. She is a nice palate cleanser from them. So, disclaimer, I think Idris Elba is cool in everything, but in this movie in particular. Really? So much of this movie is in the trailer. Warning, a lot of the best stuff has like already been seen. Not all the best stuff, but a lot of the best stuff, like craziest stuff, cool moments and everything have been seen in trailers. And he kind of has a cool, he kinda, you know, he kind of strut, struts on in his first introduction. And it's like, oh, everyone's like, who are you? And it's like, bad guy. Just when he shows up, there's like inherent coolness. But it's just like, again, he's kind of wasted in this because it could be like anybody kind of running around like as a genetic super like Terminator kind of thing. I just feel like he doesn't get a lot to do or say or, you know, kind of like there's there there's hints of like why he why he is this way and who he works for. The whole thing about there's there's like, of course, there's an evil organization that he worked for. And that's it's setting up for like later, later movies and things and like. There's like a faceless voice where you're like, hmm, I wonder who that is. Because you don't really know who it is, but you're like, oh, is he famous or something? And it, so a lot of it's kind of set up for kind of going forward. But his his character's just kind of like, here's the thing. So he's a guy who's like punches through steel doors, picks up motorcycles and just throws them around. So he's like, you know, he's like. He's got super strength yeah. kind of thing. But like when he hits, when he like smacks around Hobbs and Shaw, their brains don't explode. It's just like this Fast and Furious movies are not the greatest in terms of believability. I mean, you've got a car and a nuclear sub in a chase. Exactly. So, let's so yeah. So <laughs> think about that. But if this guy is really superhuman, because we've never had a superhuman, you know, like Vin Diesel does superhuman things, but he's just a normal guy. But this is like a guy who is like who is jacked up on like weird electronics and, you know, enhanced strength. And again, punches through steel doors on, on like cars and stuff, throws around motorcycles. If he hits some dude in the face, the dude head's going to explode. 
But no, there's like fist fights between. And it's like it's a super. He's not gonna hold back. There's a lot of nitpicky things like that that like weirded me out with this movie. I kind of get it though because you're also the one that likes John Wick because he shoots guys in the head, which feels like a very like logical thing to do yes. instead of shooting for very the arm logical. or limb or and, any of that stuff. And the director David Leach. He like co-directed the first John Wick. He's also done Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde was very realistic in terms of of the the rigors of being a spy and just getting knocked down and just you know getting really bloodied in a in a fight. Kind of the realistic nature of that. And then he did Deadpool too, and that's obviously unrealistic. But you know, if if you you are introducing a superhuman into this world, so, which is which is strange. We've never had that before. But like, there's always been a believability to a certain, you know, unbelievability. But then it's also, again, a lot of normal people just kind of doing kind of like cool things, which shouldn't be able to happen. But like being able to take a punch, quite a few punches from a guy who can throw a motorcycle with no problem seems strange. Yeah. Well, not not in this world. So it's just like there's a caveat. It's just like this is a Fast and Furious movie. So, of course. You know, Hobbs and Char are going to be able to take a punch from like, you know, a building and be fine. Yeah. Well, no, I I get where you're coming from. You know, you know what show handled that, I think, a little bit better is uh, Luke Cage because you had Bushmaster who, you know, it seems uh, Hobbs and Shaw, it's like it's computer enhanced. This was, you know, with Bushmaster, he took like kind of a serum thing and then right. he became stronger. Right. But it felt like. He was getting in fights with people and, you know, he would obviously is clearly the stronger character, but it wasn't something that was so far out of the realm where like he would do, you know, and it seems like here they almost dialed it up a little too much. And if they had dialed it back a little bit, maybe it would have been a little bit more like you want to say believable in this series, but for that yeah. world, believable. Well, and like we, we, with the Marvel movies, Marvel movies do a really good job of like, you know how powerful each character is or you have a sense of it compared to others like you get the sense of like you know captain america is like pretty strong but like could he take captain marvel probably not you know and so you get it you get a sense of like how each compares to the other one and they kind of stick to that whereas this one it, it you introduce like kind of a thing that's not been done before and you don't you don't really kind of like understand the rules it's it's a, it's a hard thing because it's it's just like you know you have a you have a franchise that has no rules and it, when you introduce something that's kind of like kind of really 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 crazy then it kind of like there's there's a disconnect so is Hobbs and Shaw kind of the quirky weird experimental spin-off yes. of Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. okay why kind of, kind what of, is it about because, again it's trying they're trying to do something different but like I said, you know, it's almost like they forgot. It wasn't until the end where they're like, we're Fast and Furious and we need to do, you know, we need to do the Fast and Furious stuff. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. It wants to do its own thing. And it like it veers a little bit too far from like what makes the the Fast and Furious stuff special. Like it sticks to the family. Family's always been kind of like, you know, the family. You got to do it for the family. You know, kind of the Vin thing from the Fast and Furious films. It's more about the family that, like, you know, you have around you, not not like the familial, actually family stuff. Whereas this is actually family stuff. The Shaws are kind of dealing with, like, some of them are kind of on the wrong side of the law. And then you have the sister who's, like, you know, an MI6 agent. And then you have Hobbs, who hasn't been back to Samoa for, for years and years and years and is estranged from his family. 
but you don't know why until kind of kind of like later on. You can have like the heart to hearts that like Vin and Paul Walker used to have that were kind of like cool, like just kind of the broy moments where you know amid all the crazy and crazy action, it was just about like two dudes who kind of like need to understand each other a little bit more. But and you have that a little bit, but they don't make enough of it. It's just like there's you have Hobbs talking to Shaw's sister about a lot of this stuff. But it should be like Hobbs talking to his, you know, his mom or, you know, his sister having a real big heart to heart with with Deckard. Which happens a little bit, but it's just not enough. And it's just like I feel like they could have dialed back a lot of the action and just kind of like did a little bit more of the heart that kind of Vassimir movies have done before about kind of like the, you know, coming to an understanding of like and the redemption and, and that sort of angle. Again, Deckard Shaw talks a little bit about, you know, I talked about like the fact that he killed Han and like kind of pissed off all of Dom's friends. But yet Dom's crew kind of welcomes him into the family because because, you know, he kind of like works with them in against like Shirley's Theron in, in the last movie. So you almost forget about the fact that like, oh, yeah, he just killed our best friend like a few movies ago. And that's OK. But he like, he he makes mention of like, you know, making amends and stuff. But he doesn't like point out the fact. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know these guys I've been hanging with. I killed. I killed their buddy, and you know I'm kind of trying to make it up for. Yeah, it's just like I'm trying to make up for that. Where it's just kind of like that would have been. That would have felt kind of more fast and furiousy rather than just kind of like these grand statements of like redemption. So obviously, lots of crazy stuff happens in this franchise. Yep. In this movie in particular, without giving anything away, what is the craziest thing that you saw? There's a lot of cool stuff at the at the end with a lot of like it's like a lot of Fury Road kind of vehicles, like these chop shop kind of like vehicular monstrosities, kind of like all like getting involved in a big chase scene with a helicopter. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw like parachute into a like a you know kind of a Chernobyl power plant kind of thing. Um, no, a lot of a lot of cool chase scenes a lot of like you know the the stuff with brixton and hobbs and shaw has its moments um so it's but it's the nothing's new or innovative again again we have a high bar you've had you've had in this movie a muscle car being chased by a nuclear submarine that is a very very high bar in terms of like crazy (laughs) and this doesn't i mean there's a lot of kind of cool stuff but it doesn't like do anything new or innovative in terms of action there is one thing that bothered, like more bothered me weirdly more than anything. I won't get into the context of it, but there's one scene where, where Hobbs is like, you know, he's running around without a shirt on. It's fine. You know, he's, you know, the rock, the rock, the rock's muscular. It, it, it makes sense in terms of the hyper masculinity of the whole franchise. He puts on a shirt in the middle of an action sequence, takes the time to put on a shirt. And it's shown. Shown putting on a shirt. Why? Why, if you're like, if if you're trying to save the world, trying to save your family, trying to save your little friends, hopping on a truck, gotta go, gotta go do some action. Why would you put on a shirt? I, I don't know. It's a good question. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what kind of shirt was it? Just a regular shirt. Just t-shirt? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like a thunderstorm comes out of nowhere. And then like and then like he gets wet in the shirt. So 
And I guess I, I guess they I, wanted that. I don't I don't but it it makes no sense. But like it's not like he was off screen and then like put on a shirt or something. They show him putting on a shirt. So it felt like they put the shirt on just so it could get wet. Yeah. And then he's in a wet shirt. Yeah. And, may, and, and maybe that was we're going at, <clears throat> you know. People are going to be, people may, may be like that. I don't know. But it's just, again, it's it's okay to like have an unbelievability factor. But that makes no sense to me. It's fascinating. Why would you put on a shirt? That's a good question. And that was like the first thing, like, and it bothered me ever since it happened. Obviously, it still bothers me. It probably shouldn't bother me. But like, you know, nitpicky Brian, I don't know. It, it bothers me. But that, that was the first thing I said to my friend as soon as the, the 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 movie was over there were in credit scenes everything else and i'm like why did he put on a shirt <laughs> how did he have a shirt handy is what i want to know did he just did he carry it with him well, i guess this, so i guess yeah. so but it's just like you know what i don't think it was the shirt he had on before he took off the shirt before we get into 20 minutes of shirt talk let's go here <laughs> so okay car chasing you i mean I, uh, most people probably wouldn't have had a problem with it you know who cares Really, I mean, yeah. it's just like a moment, but like, I don't know. It was like it was the weirdest thing. So I'm springing this on you now, so sure. you've had no time to prepare. Sure. But top three all time action scenes in Fast and Furious. You mentioned the car and the sub. What okay, is that? I rank? think the car and the sub's got to be up there. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in Fate of the Furious. Um, then not only that, the whole the whole snow sequence is pretty amazing. Um, there's also another sequence where Shirley's Theron like. She she takes over like every car, like like a whole legion of cars in New York City, and they all become like zombie, like a zombie army of cars, and they're all like doing stuff, you know, like going through traffic, mowing people down, and then they have this thing where they like go up on a parking lot and then all fall down off of a garage, and it's like it's really it's like, and then there's just like to- it's total mayhem, but it's kind of cool. Um, there's a there's a sequence I think it's in. Is that in six? Six where they have to like chase down a plane. I think they like, I think, I think Dom like, like rides a, rides a, a muscle car or probably a charger or some kind of Mopar vehicle into like, like a plane that's like trying to take off. That was pretty amazing. Um, There's a whole, the whole action, there's a whole chase sequence in Fast and Furious 5. Fast 5 is the best. The best of all festivals. Yeah, I I hear that a lot too. There's a there's a I think it's in Brazil. There's a cool there's a really kind of cool car chase where they have to like steal a steal like a, a huge friggin' like um, safe like and they're like putting like, again there's like all these cars are trying to pull this safe like through this through a highway and then there's like some like shell game with the safe and so and the, that's pretty cool. I think that there's. There's a lot of car racing, a lot of street racing and stuff in the in the first few movies, but it's not until the till like Fast Five really starts like the kind of the, the crazy GI Joe stuff that I kind of I kind of dig. So right now they're filming the ninth Fast and Furious film. Yes. What uh... with John Cena apparently? So they've like <laughs> wow. Appara- apparently they've like lost the Rock, but have added John Cena in somehow. That's great. Um, okay, who do you want to see and what do you want to see? Because I, I don't. It's like, how do you top this? Because they always go crazier and crazier. But what do you want to see? Who do you want to see? Yeah, I think John Cena is an interesting addition because it, it kind of like the superhuman like looking guy, the kind of the rocks place 
before. He is kind of like a cool addition. And he, I mean, he's a pretty good actor. I don't know if he's going to be like a good guy or a bad guy. That will be interesting to kind of see. Is he keeping his hair? I don't know. I hope he goes his, back to the crew cut. His it, hair's like, he looks weird. weird with I hair. feel like I'm watching a dog walking on its hind legs when I see him with his hair. It's kind of just strange. Yeah. Um. I don't. He, there's been pictures. I think he's. I think he's gone back to like a short do, which I think that. That's, okay. Yeah. That I, makes yeah more just he's got to be playing some like kind of military guy or something. Because yeah. it's everything. I hope Kurt Russell comes back as Mister Nobody. I think he's he's a pretty cool character. Um. But just you know, I. Vin Diesel is just cool in these movies. I, I, you know, I, you know, say what you will about his acting. And he's done, he's done some other things like Riddick. I, I didn't love Pitch Black. Mm. Um, but he is these, he is this franchise. You know, it's like a lot of this movie is off, is on his muscle, muscle shirted shoulders. And I think he, he likes that. I think he's he's very much taking the franchise on his own. The Hobbs and Shaw is almost like a okay. Well, what what happens if we take him out? Because apparently he and him him and I don't I don't know if this is like why there's a spinoff, but like him and Dwayne Johnson, like have like kind of had this like public feud. So I don't know if this is like a make good to like to like let let Vin keep having his franchise and let The Rock kind of like do his thing over here with Jason Statham. I don't know. I don't I don't get into Hollywood politics, but there is like kind of a hole missing where it's just like oh I miss Dom. Where's Dom? Where you know I kind of want to see what he's what he's up to, what shenanigans he's doing. And like he's got a, kid. I think he's got a kid now. Lady, I don't, I don't know. There's all kinds of things. Um, but I want to, I want to see. I just want to kind of see him back and expand like kind of that group of people. Add like, you know, I think that's kind of the cool thing. If they got to save the world again, you have like interchangeable pieces you can throw in there and like, you know, expand the group. And but you, it all revolves around kind of like the the family and and Dom and everything. So I think I want that to continue because I think that is the heart of the, these movies. Are they due though for a little bit of new blood? Because Vin Diesel's what in yes. his fifties now. He's well, in his fifties. Make these movies until he's dead. Come well, on. Well, I know that, but I feel like at some point you got to get some new blood in here if you want to keep this going, right? Yeah, I feel, I feel like this. I feel like I wrote about this in Fate of the Furious. I think uh, Paul Walker left a really big hole, and I think you, you did feel that. In Faith of the Furious. By the end, you're like, you know, it's it's all right. But I think like he was like kind of like because he tra he died so tragically and kind of like and so young, you felt like he could have he could have been like in these movies as long as Vin was doing them until they retired. That was like kind of an emotional hole that you felt in the Faith of the Furious. But I think now now is the time to like add, you know, John Cena maybe as like that antagonist then, but you know. Who they comes around and they, he becomes part of the 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 family or kind of have more Kurt Russell or add again like I said kind of like add other people who can do different things that we haven't seen before mm -hmm. and just kind of keep it keep it going keep it going to space I think there's been so much like kind of mockery about space it's almost like a dare but like hey, you just go to space and then Vin Diesel going to take the thing space well recently it's going to happen yeah one, well recently one of the writers had pointed out that he isn't ruling out the possibility of Fast and the Furious going to space what on earth do they do though what does that look like I don't know I think that's I think I mean are you doing full blown spaceship fights because then yeah. it's almost kind of so it's like Armageddon where it's just like yeah. they got to stop like an, like an asteroid or something or you've got like kind of like some super villain who like takes over the moon Maybe there's some like zero gravity fight or something that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like, and you know the Dodge Charger is like gonna be like on zero g, and like 
the nitrous goes off and like somehow you know in space that works <laughs> that's the thing that like propels it and you know they're gonna again the unbelievability of these movies is kind of its magic but like there's parts but sometimes it's like a little bit too much no it's ridiculous but at the same time you can't rule anything out because right. of everything it does right oh man Okay, listeners, your turn. What's your favorite Fast and Furious flick? Are you going to see Hobbs and Shaw? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, but you can also tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina 23 I'm at Brian Truitt. And don't forget, you can email us also. We're at MothershipPod at usatoday.com. Uh, that'll wrap it up here. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilots slash producers of the Mothership this week, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to the Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, how about you leave us a rating or a review? It'll help other people find the show, and we love the feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to pods. Until next week, nerds out. Later. Later.